episode 29. Now, I just looked at the stats for this podcast and I was quite surprised because I don't actually know how many people are subscribed to the Right View Life podcast, which sounds ridiculous. What would this be in my website and my podcast? You'd think I'd have the sense to actually track who's listening to it. Well, the truth is, when I first set it up, I didn't put the necessary uh, things in place to make that happen. And so I've just kind of winged it. Anyway, it turns out that these podcasts, especially these last few shorter ones, where it's just me talking nonsense, they get around 700 plays, which is quite good, I thought. I was, that was pretty good. I was quite happy with that and completely surprised. Um, so this is going to be another short one, but I am hoping to um, record some longer ones soon with some fellow podcasters, um, and they should be good. A couple of good people lined up to speak uh, with me on the podcast about all kinds of writing-related subjects. Anyway, on to today's subject. I was cycling home from work, you see, and I came up with this idea um, for a podcast episode because it's something I've been thinking about recently, but also, I guess, kind of struggling with, with my own writing. And the reason I thought about it while I was cycling home is because I have a cycling-related analogy uh, to share with you. So when I... Um, I I'm not much of a cyclist. Uh, not not really. I guess I, I might be a little bit of one now. But I was never really a proper cyclist. I sort of, I, you know, I rode a bike when I was a kid and I learned to ride a bike and I can, I've always been able to ride bikes. But I've never really cycled as such up until 2008, two or three years ago. Those of you who've known me on the internet for a while might remember that I did a, um, a, a charity cycle ride from London to Paris and it was 240 miles and that's a bloody long way. And we did it in three days, and it was um, one of the best things I've ever done. I absolutely loved it. But I started that from scratch. I didn't have any experience whatsoever, especially not doing that kind of distance. Anyway, after, I'd, uh, after I first started the, kind of the training, I didn't do a lot of training, nowhere near as much as I should, but we did do some. And all I had when I started was my old mountain bike. So I was trying to do 40 or 50 mile practice rides on a mountain bike, and we live in Sheffield in the UK, which is notorious for having lots of hills. Um, so it was a bit of a nightmare. And everyone said to me, I have a few friends at work who cycle properly, and they said, well, what you need to do is buy a road bike, and then you need to use uh, cleated pedals. Now, cleated pedals are basically the ones that proper cyclists wear, where your your shoes actually have a little, well, a cleat stuck to the bottom, and that fits into the pedal. And once you're in there, you can't get your feet out. So you're you're literally fixed into the into into the saddle pretty much, and it means that you can um, it means that you, your your rhythm when you're cycling is much more smooth and you you're not shuffling your feet around. You basically just have to sit there and pedal for you know long periods of time, and it's great. I can perfectly understand why people would use these cleated pedals, and of course I still use them now. But at the time when I first first tried using this, when I first got my road bike and used cleated pedals, it was the most terrifying thing in the world. I mean, imagine, you've always used a mountain bike or a BMX when you're a kid, and all of a sudden, you, you're you cycling along, and you want to stop, and if you want to stop, you have to quickly sort of shake your, your, your feet out of the pedals, and then manage to get them on the floor in time before you actually stop. It's terrifying. You're fixed in there. You can't move. Now, this took a while to get used to, and yes, I did fall down two or three times. There was one particularly embarrassing moment when I stopped to ask directions um, in a car park and I stopped to ask directions and I was all, by this stage I was all kitted up I'd got the glasses I'd got the lycra I mean I looked the business 
and I stopped and asked directions to this chap and he must have thought, well, this seems like a really a really good cyclist who knows what he's doing. And I thanked him for his directions and I got back on my bike and sort of collapsed next to him like a flan in a cupboard, to quote Eddie Izzard. And it was most embarrassing. But eventually I got used to it, used to it. so I used cleated pedals all the time and I was in and out like, um, no, I won't use that. I was going to use a dirty phrase, but I won't use that. But I was in and out quite a lot and um, of these pedals and everything was fine. I got used to it. And, um, and I will come to my point shortly because I just started cycling again after about a year of not really doing it a lot. And when I came to using cleated pedals again, I found it quite difficult. So I had to go back to that process of, of learning how to use them. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it was quite hairy because I'm I'm cycling to work now more. I'm not really doing these long distance rides. I'm cycling to work through the middle of Sheffield, and it's quite it's quite busy. Lots of traffic around, and so I'm coming up to traffic lights, and I'm sort of desperately trying to get my feet out of these pedals, um, and and panicking, and I've come close to falling off a couple of times, and um, but nothing serious has, has happened, and it suddenly dawned on me the the problem is I've lost. I've lost the intent. I've started getting nervous. I've lost confidence in the, my ability to come in and out of my cleats of pedals. Therefore, I'm hesitant. And because of that, I'm, not able, I'm, I'm kind of making mistakes. And that's when I've struggled to stay on the... Um, I struggled to either stay on the bike when I've sort of been pulling away or I've almost fallen off when I've been trying to get my feet out. Because it's actually quite difficult to get back in them as well when you set off. And... Um, so the point is, it's all about intents, and what I've tried to do in my last two or three bike rides is just think, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set off, and I'm going to force my foot into this blinking pedal if it's the last thing I do. And with that extra intent, I've actually found that I've been much better at it, and I've kind of, it's gone in easier, and I've been able to sort of just flick my foot around and slam my foot in and kind of hope for the best, and um, have confidence in, in what I'm doing, and it's kind of worked better. And the same goes for when I've been trying to get out of the pedals, I've just instead of sort of tentatively tentatively coming up to a set of traffic lights and sort of sh- shaking my foot gently, thinking, oh, God, I'm go- I need to stop, otherwise I'm going to get hit by a truck. Instead of doing that, I've just got there and thought, right, my foot's got to come out. So I've done it with intent. I've shaken it out. One snatch, foot on the floor, everything's fine. So what on earth has this got to do with writing? Well, I think quite a bit. Because confidence plays such a huge part in writing. You can be the most talented writer in the world, but if you lose confidence and you start writing without intent, then that's when it becomes more and more difficult and you find all aspects of whatever you're doing tricky to either get started or or kind of make go anywhere. So one thing I've tried to do, and when I said at the start that I've struggled with this a little bit, I think that's because, like with my cycling, I actually had a bit of a break from writing because I had my wedding and 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 you know and busy at work that kind of thing and I went for a few months without any any sort of serious writing of any kind I guess um, and and when I came back to it I thought crikey I, I don't know what I'm doing here and it wasn't really that I didn't know what I was doing it's just that I was being tentative I was being hesitant I was you know I guess struggling for confidence so instead of sort of thinking well this seems like a good idea whatever it was that I was thinking at the time if I had an idea instead of thinking well this is a good idea let's just write it down Let's just get something on the page and go for it. Let's let's write with intent. I've had an idea. Who cares? You know, I'm a good writer. I'm going to put it on the on the old page. Instead of doing that, I kind of you know I spent time thinking. Well, is this a good idea, or could I make this better? Is this would my time be better spent on a different idea? I'm not so sure. And without having that kind of just 
go for it kind of intent is the word I keep using is without that I kind of I didn't really do anything constructive because I just spent most of my time worrying and dilly-dallying and um, and not getting down to actually doing the real business so again the point is just like with my pedals every time I try to get into my pedals with my cleated shoes that I wear when I cycle every time I did it sort of gently and was worried about doing it and just trying to work out where the hole was in the pedal I kind of nothing happened I couldn't find the hole and um, and the same what goes for writing, I think. If you sort of worry so much about what you're doing and if you let that sort of occasional um, lapse in the old confidence levels um, get to you and stop you actually doing something constructive, if it stops you writing with intent, then um, that's where the problems will come. So I guess the overall message of this podcast is to don't worry, don't dilly-dally. We all suffer from lack, from a lack of confidence every now and again. So get stuck in instead. Panic you not. Just write, and write with intent, write with confidence. If you have an idea, put it on the page, and everything will probably be fine. And that's it.